Howdy, y'all. Rogue Jedi Meech here from the future. Uh, so, unfortunately, when we were recording this, we missed a very crucial announcement. One that's going to change the landscape of gaming forever, and I am deeply ashamed to be to have missed it. Well, no better way than to rectify our mistakes than a post-edit. So, here we go. <gasps> Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 4 confirmed! It's been announced, baby! Oh, 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 oh. oh no, nah. after 16 years, do you understand how much this means to me? I have been playing that game for decades. Well, it feels like decades. Because, as you know, that game had every character in there. Or nearly every character. I'm going to need Budokai Tenkaichi 4 to have every single character. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, and Dragon Ball Super in that joint. Heck, you can even put some Xenoverse characters in there too. You know what? Yeah, let's just go ahead and make Xenoverse extinct. Make fighters extinct because Budokai Tenkaichi 4 is going to run roughshod on everything. You, you don't understand the tournaments to be had. It's going to be legendary. All the joysticks I'm about to destroy for those beam clashes is going to be everything. I'm whooping everybody. And that is all we have to say. Uh, well, back to our regularly scheduled program. All right, class, we are here. We're here. It's been it's been far too long, y'all. It's been far too long. So how? So what? What happened? Like, where where have you been on this uh? this spring break oh it was good i went to i got on an undisclosed uh vehicle went to an undisclosed location with some undisclosed friends and had a really good time uh that way i could be out of uh sights of any residual hate that we got from our march madness tournament <laughs> so but it was good i was, I was definitely chilling came back with a cold but i'm good uh, perfect perfect minus the cold part but hey uh don't worry in that week i've been I've been training, I've been grinding, and now nobody can stop me. I finally learned Avada Kedavra. Ooh. I finally learned it in real life. So turns out it's actually a lot slipper than you think. All it requires is just a hollow point bullet and you, you know where to go. Speaking of which, now that you mentioned that spell, it's been too long. We haven't mentioned it. I was going to save it for what's hot, but is Hogwarts taken over yet? How is your conquest? <laughs> uh my conquest has gone beyond hogwarts Ooh. oh no nah, the the entire world is is now on my hit list <laughs> so so in any case i'm demetrius and i'm demetrius and meech and meech presents the blurred city podcast all right so we have a pretty nice episode i know we took like a a good break uh for a week because you know vacation and all that fun jazz but we're back and there's a lot going on this week but for today's fine episode and as you could guess from the title we're going to be doing our review of shazam 2 fury of the gods 
Uh, mm-hmm. But so it's going to be a wild ride. We're going to get into all the chicanery that was this movie. But before that, I got to hit you up with the usual that legal spiegel so the purpose of this podcast is to explore digital and print media all sources we reference are owned by their respective companies and our thoughts and opinions are strictly our own and reflect no biases or corporate agendas whatsoever so your discretion is advised so as we like to kick it off that we've been gone for a very very long time as of this saturday march 18th that we're recording we have a very lengthy what's hot, Nietzsche, so we got to speed run it. What do you got? All right, so I already put them all into categories. So category one, anime. We got a One Piece, which was on hiatus because, you know, we had to let the boys uh, rest after cooking. Uh, Blue Lock gone crazy, going nuts right now, going stupid. Uh, the My Hero deck, Dark Deku arc, I, I'm still in love with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, still love it, and 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 not that I'm looking at it in your background. It kind of that that poster on the wall kind of looked like Dark Deku for like three seconds. <laughs> I'm like, hold up, when did you get that? But uh, but yeah, Tokyo Revengers looks like that arc uh just about ended, mm-hmm. and who Tokyo uh, CTE, right? Uh, and then apparently Boruto's going crazy right now. At least in the went on hiatus. Yeah, that's what I heard too. I heard that too. Apparently in the manga, Boruto going crazy. And it finally reached the time skip, is what I heard. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't know how to feel. Uh <laughs> considering the anime's been trash. But speaking of, as you mentioned, the anime went on hiatus, so they brought back the OG Naruto for like four new episodes that's gonna drop and i'm just like oh okay uh and then they also just released the trailer for the new pokemon anime with our new protagonists uh so ash ketchum's time is swiftly coming to an end and you know it's gonna be a swift coming to the end because in this previous episode team rocket broke up i saw that i was devastated i and I have never almost cried as hard as I did watching the villains break up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's that's everything going on anime wise. I'm pretty sure there's a few things I'm missing there because it's been a whole week. So, um, but then comics wise, you know, we got ourselves Vanish number five. If you're part of the KLC group, uh, you should have been able to read that fifth issue. It's finally back. But by the time you're hearing this episode, it should be released in stores now. So, so boom, go grab your copy of that. Also, another comic had actually just dropped from a very new Canadian co- kind of a company called dream key comics and the title is death shroud death shroud is a very very new and uh fortunately i know one of the guys chad larson and he sent me an advanced copy of the issue number one uh all connections through klc press again join the discord you'll get to learn about all these fancy people um okay the miles morales comic going stupid um venom's actually gotten a slightly better uh King Spawn still going crazy, and then a new sleeper that just came out, Red Goblin. <laughs> that is going dummy for these two issues, and I'm liking it. I and, heard Carnage got something that you like. Oh, oh yeah, let oh yeah, let's talk about it. let's talk about Carnage. Let's talk about Carnage for a bit, because uh, firstly, Carnage is 
is out here on a war path, right? And in anticipation for this summer, which is the summer of symbiotes, we have a few events that are about to drop off. So firstly, we have the Venomverse, uh, or should I say the end of the Venomverse, because Carnage is coming after it. We got the Carnage Rain crossover with our boy Miles and Red Goblin. Uh, and then you got, uh, let's see, what else is in the Summer of Symbiotes? Actually, I feel like those are the primary two. Uh, but there's like other like ancillary, just symbiote stuff that's going on. So, hey, hey, we, we're eating in the symbiote world. Uh, but now let's go into the TV realm. Mm-hmm. Right, so we got Mandalorian going stupid. Uh, though, though apparently people are not liking the third episode. Yeah, well, I can. Uh, well, we'll we'll save that for for later. Mm-hmm. You got Bad Batch, which, mm-hmm. which Dave Filoni directed that last episode. I'm like mm, from <laughs> Deadly Umptious, and then April 19th, they are on Netflix. They are releasing the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Once and always special, celebrating the 30th anniversary of that franchise. And of course, I'm gonna watch it because I grew up on it, and like a lot of the OGs have come came back for it. RIP Toy Train, RIP Jason David Frank. Um, so just shout out mm-hmm. to them. And then speaking of Netflix, I've been actually in my hiatus, I binged a whole new show. Or it technically it isn't new, but I just became privy to it. It's called You, and <laughs> oh, I binged the first three seasons in like a few days. Oh boy! Uh, so let's just say uh, I I found a new kinship with Joe Goldberg. Oh my! Let's just say uh, I'm I am on I am on his wavelength, <laughs> and uh, if you if you watch that show and you know what it means, then um. I'm not sorry, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I love the first three seasons and I'm currently watching the fourth one right now. Um, and then after, and then also another thing that I'm also watching is Bel Air season two because mm-hmm. Bel Air is back and, you know, and, you know, it's it's just like that first season. Like it's it's what you think, you know, but, you know, dramatized a bit more. Uh, there's a bit more drama in there because of everything that happened in season one, and you can feel the tension there. Uh, and then now let's let's pivot a bit to the movie uh, scene. You got ourselves Scream Six, which dropped. You know I was there day zero, and if you can guess by my personality right now, uh, you know I love me scary movies. Uh, and and just and to say that I am about to no no I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna do it. I'm not about to get us canceled from our high end. All right, and the next thing is of course Cocaine Bear, which mm, <laughs> that was exactly how I wanted it to be. Uh, and then and then, as you guys know, the Oscars uh went down in our hiatus, and uh, you know what? Let's let's go ahead and talk about it. Everything Angela everywhere Bassett. at once cleaned up everything. Yeah. Yeah. And Angela Bassett, my queen, we know you got robbed. We know you did. I will say this, uh, because I talked about like in our very first like pre-recorded episode on our Patreon, we talked about everything everywhere all at once. I will say if it the supporting actor went to Stephanie uh Sue, who played like Joy in the movie, yep. there would be a real argument between her and Angela Bassett. 
But you know, we love our girl, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. But oh, yeah, I yeah. do think Angela Bassett compared should have won, but yeah, yeah. I mean, as I said, it's nothing like I'm not knocking down Jamie Lee at all. Again, I'm I'm all for it. You know, she she my screen screen queen. No, Halloween is one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite franchises. So, like, you know, I support my girl, but Angela Bassett played her soul out for, in Wakanda Forever. She played her soul out. She had me in tears in that movie. And and this ain't the first time she got robbed from an Oscar for that movie. And you just see the pain on her face when when it was now she didn't win. But but shout outs to Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan for pulling that hay auntie and basically giving her the support and care uh in that moment. Also, Andrew Garfield is now a new meme. And as usual. <laughs> as usual. Uh, I love me, Spidey. I love you, Spidey. Uh, and then, of course, game-wise. Yeah, and then finally, game-wise, Hogwarts Legacy, of course, going stupid. And then Jedi Survivor is a, is going to drop in the next month. Uh, but yeah, that's... Oh, yeah and, then, yeah, and that's all I had in terms of my what's hot. All right. So quickly for me, Last of Us Season 1 ended... Uh, oh based yeah. on the game yeah we I, I wonder how they're they're gonna handle season two obviously shazam fury of the gods going with that uh teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem literally the trailer dropped after we recorded uh before our hiatus uh so that's gonna be interesting little mermaid uh trailer drop uh march madness is going crazy <laughs> insane yeah, um ted lasso has returned for season three um which i'm like, super excited about something you'll be excited about and maybe if we do a season three we can talk about i'm starting to read bitter root <laughs> fire <laughs> fire so that's something that we're going to get into um and for the last part just so we can transition to the next part as of this week uh as of this recording two days or a day from now john wick chapter four is going to drop out uh so now we're going to have to transition to Paying our respects to Lance Riddick, uh, something that was completely just like surprising and sad. He passed away uh, due to natural causes at the age of 60. I know when you messaged me about that, it just like completely caught me off guard because like just being on break for such a long time, I was like relaxed. And then just seeing that, knowing that John Wake is a movie that we've both been hyped about for years. So if there's anything you want to say about that. Yeah, I just want to say like Lance Reddick, you know, age 60 passed away and I I was I was just in, in shock because not only was Charon from John Wick, he was also Cedric Daniels in The Wire. And that was where I first that's why I was first introduced to the man. Uh -huh. And then of course he was in Fringe and then he also voiced uh one of the characters in Destiny. Mm -hmm. like i think he was one of the main guardians in that but he was and he another character in uh horizon which... yeah so he he pretty much like you you knew him based on like his look but also his his voice and his veritone nature and he was just amazing actor and man to to see him go out like so early it was just it was just heartbreaking so yeah i just want to pay my respects to him and just know that like I'm gonna hop on Destiny 2 later because I hear that like apparently they're gonna pay their respects to him in game. So I'm gonna be doing that later today. Yeah, that was just crazy uh to think about. And then 
what I thought about is that like we literally saw him at Comic Palooza like a year ago, like being in the same room with him and like, yeah. dude, that is just like so cool. And the way he like he composed himself was just like incredible and magnetic to see on the screen. So uh, just like prayers for his families and prayers for him. So, yeah. Coming back, so now we're going to get into our Shazam Fury of the Gods review. Is there anything you want to do to the pre-chat or you just want to jump in? All right, so firstly, I just want to let you guys know that the that this is not based on any like specific comic art. And in terms of the villains, they're actually villains exclusive to the movie. So they're not like comic based at all. In fact, they're more based on actual Greek mythology. So if you're if you were a big like Greek mythology nut like I am, so you you knew like what path they're going to go on for certain characters based on the per- personality on in the actual arc so so yeah that's pretty much all you really need to know before jumping in all right so can you kick us off with the recap all right so kicking things off it it starts off just pretty much on on pure demon timing uh with with our two main villains hespera and calypso yes who just break into a into a museum in order to tr- retrieve these this the broken staff that was used by uh Silvana the villain from the first Shazam movie that Shazam actually broke so they pretty much got that and they they killed everybody in the the in the uh not in the theater oh that that been crazy <laughs> not in the theater but in the uh thing and then go like in the museum and then they pretty much just they leave smash cut to shazam billy batson actually like in a in a pretty hilarious therapy session with the therapist with the guy who played the director in the boys so (laughs) i was like no you should not be talking to him but uh essentially like this is actually pretty real for him like one of the real moments of this movie was the fact that billy was basically talking about like how he's facing imposter syndrome which in case you don't know what that is that's basically whenever you feel like you're pretty much not worthy you're not like like you're not capable of doing the, the great things that you are capable of like you feel like you're an impo- an imposter in your own body and pretty much the guy just started talking like hey like imposter syndrome t- t- typically goes based on the trauma in your life and like so what trauma did you have and of course Shazam's talking like like, hey, like all the abandonment that he basically faced in his whole life and how his current family kind of wanted to spread out and and do their own thing, which making him feel like he's about to get abandoned again. Mm-hmm. So and that's pretty and that's pretty real. That's pretty real, especially if coming from a kid like true abandonment issues like he's well, he's not a kid kid. He's like 17 in this movie going on 18. But but yeah, so him and all of his family, like they're it's kind of like even though the Shazam family, they still superheroes, they feel like they're slowly drifting apart from one another. They're trying to do their own things in life, even while trying to be superheroes. In fact, like Freddy's like he's going out trying to be a superhero on his own, which goes against the one rule that apparently they put in place, which is everybody's a superhero or nobody's superheroing. Mm hmm. And you see that on full display as they saved everybody from a bridge, and you see just <laughs> and you just see everybody in some humorous uh 
humorous actions like Billy saving a woman who was playing I need a hero on on the radio or how uh or how what's her name uh the 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 black girls I I'm sorry I couldn't think of her name at the moment. Bro, I'm not doing any names in this review. Just keep going. Actually, you're right, but she like ends up saving just a bunch of kids uh or save a bunch of kittens and mm-hmm. it ends up stealing one of them uh <laughs> but but either, either way you're just pretty much seeing like what the new family is doing and how they're basically coping with being heroes and seeing separation between them all yeah so just with that i think what she mentioned was really poignant about just like the imposter syndrome i think that was like a real point in this movie we can all talk about just like uh, the heart of the movie when we get done with our entire review. But with that, him being a kid, like he was literally raised in the foster system. And like in the first movie, we see that like this entire time he thought his mom was waiting for him and lost him, but she actually abandoned him. So he has to deal with that. And then just like in the movie, like people going their separate ways uh, and trying to become themselves, you know, the oldest one, she wanted to go to college, but kind of got held back from that. Freddie, you know, with him having his uh, condition and being able to be a superhero, like, obviously he would want to be the superhero form of himself and just like different aspects of that people growing was really cool. So with that, we skip to school and essentially like uh, Freddie is putting on the Riz onto this new character and and my goodness, his Riz was immaculate. Oh, my goodness, my boy. I was I was I was like, bruh, well, hold on, let me take notes because my guy was the Riz was strong. It was too strong to where he was able to back Anne. Yeah. So just with that, like obviously if you've seen the trailer, you knew that Anne was like with the ops, but I wasn't sure as they told the story if she was like if she already knew Freddie was that and was trying to betray him, or if she was just trying to get close so she could get to the heroes but essentially like he stands up for against bullies uh gets beat up she really appreciates it um and then flipping that i believe the next key point is that billy he had a dream that wonder and this is really funny that one he was on a date with wonder woman uh but we also see that the wizard uh the shazam wizard is being held hostage by uh hespera and calypso yeah, by the daughter's fatless, and they get him to fix the staff. And the staff was used to like essentially create a dome around the world of the gods to keep them uh, trapped and separate the realms. So then he speaks to Billy in his dream, which was a funny scene. Like my theater was dying laughing <laughs> when his face was on Wonder Woman's body. But he essentially warns him that uh, they're coming. Uh, you, you're an idiot for breaking the staff, even though he had a good point in breaking the staff. Like there's no way he could have known that the worlds were separated because of that. Exactly. Uh, so just, yeah, with that, uh, essentially fast forwarding, uh, Freddie is still putting the result and they have a talk on top of the school building, you know, like every high school anime romance. And then uh, her sisters pull up after he like reveal, well, after he becomes uh, his superhero form, uh, they hit him with the, the staff magic and then he becomes his usual self again and they kidnap him. And then it turns out that, okay, the staff can grant and obviously take away the powers. So he gets taken away and all of Philadelphia gets put under a dome and the Shazam family can't get to him. So, yeah. So going on from there, of course, uh, Freddie is trapped with the wizard Shazam and they're trying to figure out a way to, you know, escape. And then in the meantime, like uh, the Shazam lead, they're in their lair 
and in the rock of eternity where they're trying to come up with a plan in order to like free freddy and also stop the daughters of atlas from running roughshod on all of philly and with that they of course they're talking about like how they end up meeting a a sentient pen that knows all information it's my <laughs> boy my boy steve my boy steve is, is out here being the the goat of the movie and he, <laughs> and steve basically like lets him know like hey these are your powers. The powers that you have were actually stolen from the gods by by Atlas and the daughters of Atlas. Like they were gonna get those powers, but uh, Wizard Sajam took the staff and then gave the powers to to Billy, and, and of course Billy thereby gave it to the family. Mm-hmm. And from there, they're also talking about how Billy's like not wise at all because he doesn't have the like apparently he doesn't have the wisdom of Shazam of no, the wisdom of Solomon. Solo of a, man. <laughs> of solo man. My bad, my bad. Uh, sorry, I, I mispronounced. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so they end up coming with a, a scheme to try to get him to get Freddy back by essentially telling them like, hey, we'll trade our powers for Freddy and just meet us here at this time. And then we'll and then we'll just do an even trade and also free everybody in Philly. And then, of course, on the other side, uh, they end up bring Calypso and everybody end up bringing Freddy and the wizard in order in front of them. Try to get like, hey, who's who's the champions? Who are the who's the Shazamily? Mm-hmm. And Calypso, like she uses her ability, which is like she speaks <laughs> into she whispers in somebody's ear, whatever command she wants to do. And then they do it. Speaking in tongues. Yeah, yeah. Parcel tongue. If, <laughs> if you if you feel me. Uh, but but in in contrast to everybody else freddy is actually like resisting mm-hmm. and that's kind of like a plot point that's actually going to get brought up later <laughs> because because like when she does it like it basically like breaks your mind while it's happening mm-hmm. but he's actually like resisting and she's like whoa 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 hold on what's what's going on here um and then of course Anne, you know she's she she fully got rizzed up by freddy so yeah. she ends up freeing both of them and then letting them like hey here's how you escape and then at the same time that's when uh calypso and hespera end up pulling up on our boys mm-hmm. on the shazamly and unfortunately paco got uh he got taken out his powers is gone and shazam billy he he got uh taken out pretty swiftly uh mm-hmm. the the l's that he he took this movie was <laughs> was pretty staggering but but actually he ended up putting a pretty good fight with hespera mm-hmm. along with uh mary and and black girl but unfortunately like making good <laughs> yeah making good let's let's just call her making good uh for the rest of the movie i'm i'm gonna do that but but yeah so he ends up beating her but unfortunately uh they they're playing they're playing checkers while Hesper and, and Calypso they're playing chess out here. The the moves, the Eisen moves were were insane, <laughs> like because she actually ends up escaping from the prison that they put her in inside the Rock of Eternity, which I'm like, boy. <laughs> no way, y'all. And in the lair? That's crazy. And we have to say, like, throughout the course of this section of the movie, it's revealed what their plans are. So they essentially are playing Assassin's Creed and they need the apple to see. <laughs> so they need the seed of I forgot what the name of it. It's it's the essentially an apple. apple. The golden apple. Uh so with that they can plant it in the 
they need to plant it in the garden of the gods uh, to kind of revive their home world. But Calypso wants to plant it in the world of the humans, which it's not meant to be in the human realm. So it'll essentially grow monsters and destroy the human realm. So with that, um, Hespera gets the apple, takes it back to, uh, goes through some of the doors, which was a plot point to her realm and the labyrinth. Uh, <laughs> Freddy and the wizard have just like the funniest relationship in this movie, but he's able to steal the apple. Uh, Billy pulls up at Shazam and then a chase ensues. Essentially they take the apple. Uh, they go back to their, uh, the, the, what is it? The eternity rock? Rock, of, rock eternity? of eternity. So they go to the rock of eternity. Uh, the dragon that we see is a guardian of the garden. Uh, pulls up, attacks their house, and then it's revealed to their foster parents or separate, however you want to say that, foster parents that they are all heroes. And again, Chase and Sue's, the oldest of them, gets her powers taken, and that's how Calypso is able to grab the apple. She plants it, and then uh, mythological monsters run amok in Philadelphia. Yep, and and just a little bit before that, before uh the dragon decides to go. No, actually, no, it's right after the dragon and everything so calypso plants everything and basically Anne is in distraught because like the whole world is basically getting getting taken over and the tree is looking kind of kind of wilted uh cooking kind of corrupted if you will uh and and she basically like convinces hesper is like hey hesper this is not how we supposed to do this but of course calypso being a whole a whole monstrosity and again calypso played by lucy lou and she's still um mm, uh but but yes like she ends up taking out her own sister hespera and then takes away all of Anne's powers uh-huh. essentially turning her into a human it's like nah all right you ain't with me then you my enemy uh-huh. <laughs> on her anakin skywalker type beat and then yes. goes and tries to run roughshod on the rest of the world uh, so she ends up doing exactly that. The Shazamly, they, of course, while all that's happening, Billy and everybody, like, they're all reunited. And essentially, Billy tells the wizard, like, hey, take these powers away from me. Like, this is the only way that uh everybody can be saved. And then the wizard's like, no, the only reason I gave you your powers is that even though you may not be wise in the head, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you wise in the heart. Because you know exactly what needs to be done, even if you are perhaps the dumbest one out of all of us. <laughs> and uh, those those are not his words. That's just me paraphrasing. But that, that's basically what he said. Uh, and essentially, like, he goes in, and before he leaves off, because he knows exactly what he needs to do. So there's a three-pronged plan. You got uh, you got the Shazam Elite. Well, all the human Shazamly, because none of them have their powers anymore. Right. They are ended up, they're pretty much going to uh like try to save as many people as possible and try to recruit the unicorn, which is the only thing capable of of taking care of all these mythological creatures. The king of beast. The king. Kang. A A N G. Not Jonathan Majors. Uh and with that. And then that's their plan. Billy's plan is the fact that, like, while he was fighting, he saw that uh, that pretty much the dome pretty much redirects his lightning and keeps it as kind of an energy source. Mm-hmm. And that the staff is also charging it itself up like a battery with his lightning. 
So he's like, okay, the, the main way to destroy this tree, save everybody, is if I can get the staff and use my lightning to basically destroy the tree. Mm-hmm. So that's their two-pronged plan. And then it gets to the point where Calypso ends up, like, everybody, of course, gets separated again because you got the unicorn crew who ends <laughs> up, like, who ends up getting the unicorn with with the taste the rainbow literally skills but that's actually i really like how they did that because it was a plot point throughout the entire movie so yes, it was literally one of those things like it was just there that was pure shekhov's gun like yes. it was there throughout the movie and we just paid no mind to it until she pulled out the skittles for the <laughs> amazing <laughs> pulled out the skittles for the unicorn i'm like oh nah literally nah, said taste the rain but my theater was cracking up we were dying in my theater when that <laughs> happened <laughs> but then of course freddie he uh of course again rizzed up ann and ann was out because like while that was happening they end up sharing their first kiss and also and then also uh billy end up calling his foster mother his actual mother which i'm just like mm-hmm Oh man, yeah, I got all from my theater. <laughs> I was like, oh, be a real shame if something happened to one of them. Uh, mm. But uh, but yeah, so yeah, and then of course, like Freddie's going to go find Anne, who ends up getting separated from everybody, and he finds her, and he finds her facing off against Calypso and the dragon, which mm-hmm. I'm like, bruh. So so of course, like that's happening, and then and then of course he. He's using like his mental fortitude to fend off against the dragon for enough time for Shazam to get there. And he gets the gets the staff from her. And then and then he, oh yeah, but right before then, he ends up finding Hespera mm-hmm. and manages to talk no jutsu her into helping. <laughs> Well, firstly, he he did end up like bringing her back to life with the with the good old clear bam defibrillation, yeah, and gets her back to life. And he pretty much like convinces her like, "Hey, your sister out here doing the most, so we need uh some assistance." Mm-hmm. And we know like my strategy is basically gonna blow up the entirety of the city. So, and then it cuts to them in their new fight where they're in the stadium where mm-hmm. they planted the tree in the first, where Calypso planted the tree, and then Hespera just closes the dome into, to just cover the stadium yes. where the uh, final fight happens. So two quick things. Uh, with the dragon, the dragon essentially, like, breathes fear. So why it was so important with Freddy is that, like, because uh, earlier in the movie when it pops up, him and the wizard both can't move because of the dragon because it emits fear. So like it forces you not to move essentially. And so with that, when he did it uh, later in the movie with Anne, it was like a really cool moment showing how mentally strong uh, Freddy is. And then also uh, just bef- the reason that uh, Billy had to bring back uh, Hespera is because Hespera is like, yo, this is not our plan, Calypso. We were supposed to plant it in the garden. I have to stop you. This is like not what the tree is meant to be doing. And then the dragon, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's just say that she joined the Rengoku crew. My goodness. Yep. So, yeah. Donated. And we get but, to the fight. Oh, yeah. So the final fight, you have the the dragon breathing like mystical fire onto Zazam, which is burning him. And and really, like it's it's turning his Shazam suit black, kind of like a certain uh Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, but of course, like Billy, he's using his lightning and basically just shooting it all all wildly. 
kind of like a certain hell zone grenade from a certain uh, other black man named Piccolo. Uh, <laughs> uh, but then, and of course, he's doing everything. Of course, uh, Freddy, he's like, no, do not do this. But but Billy, he knows what he, he knows what he has to do, and he uses the staff along with uh with all the lightning he built up to blow up the tree, mm-hmm. and but unfortunately blew up the tree, killed Calypso, and yeah, and himself. Uh, he yeah. he pulled a Majin Vegeta on that one, and of course, and of course by that point Hespera dies. And mm-hmm. when she does, the dome dissipates as well. So she stayed alive long enough to see her sister get clapped, which I'm like, dang, that's kind of that's kind of wild. <laughs> yeah. And then it cuts to to the ending of the movie, where essentially the entire Shazamly they find uh, Billy dead. Uh, of like it, legit dead too, people. Yeah, this ain't this ain't no fake out. Like he is gone. Like. Like he is dead, and they have a funeral. It's like Logan, uh. So they have to bury him. Like everybody crying, everybody in distress. I'm just here, like, called it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But then, uh, bury him, and it's like the only way to the, to fix the entire world is if there's a spark in in the uh in the staff, which can only be ignited by a god, and they're and they're all the gods are dead, right? <laughs> But then mm-hmm. somebody shows up. Gal Gadot Wonder Woman herself shows up. Mm-hmm. He pulls up out of nowhere. She got Billy's letter. <laughs> <laughs> she, got, she got Billy's love letter to her. And he she got his Riz letter. <laughs> And she sparks up the the staff, which revives the entire rock of eternity to be lush and and green, mm-hmm. but also has the side effect of bringing Billy back to life. Yep, and restoring Anne's powers. Yes, and brought uh, Anne back to godhood. I'm like, dang it, <laughs> we can't let it. We can't let them get away with this. Let the heroes die, please. <laughs> but uh, of course, everybody happy. Billy's in complete shock because of that. Like, wait, hold up! I've been dead for for a full full like few minutes, and get y'all bury me. That's wild. And then you see uh, and see a uh, bay over there with the staff. Like, oh, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Oh, uh, wait. Mm-hmm. He had to uh, he had to riz himself up. You know, had to get a spider out of his mouth because uh, again, he was buried. Uh, and the and the rising was rising was there, but unfortunately, he's not Freddy. Uh, <laughs> worse, or who's the other guy? Who's the one that she's in love with? Steve. Bruce? It's not Steve. Well, it was Steve Trevor, but not. Yes, Bruce. that's what I'm saying. It's Bruce. Oh. <laughs> it's Bruce. If you've seen Snyder League, it's Bruce. <laughs> it's Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne got ultimate riz. Uh, but yeah. that's for for another day. Um. Uh, but Peter Parker even got the big better riz, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna talk about that right now. But uh, but yeah, so essentially, like she tells like, hey, keep your head up, kid. Uh, and like, you know, keep your head up. You know, be be the god that you meant to be. And then uh, hey, I may see you again. I'm just like, mm. gotta shoot your shot, Kings. Yep, yep. Like you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and that's basically the end of the movie. 
apart from the two post credit scenes, obviously, the first one being where uh, old girl from Peacemaker, yeah, and then old boy from the uh, from the Suicide Squad movie coming Ooh. to recruit Bi- Billy Batson for the Justice Society. Yes. <laughs> Not the League, the Society, which mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, yo. And then and then Billy's like, man, Justice Society, that's a terrible name. I can come up with a better name, the Avengers Society. And I'm just here like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can, my, can they even do that? My theater was crying. <laughs> uh, I'm just here like, wait, can they even say that? Can they even mm-hmm. do that? I mean, Avenger is a word, so. <laughs> for, you say Avengers and you're talking about a team name. Mm. <laughs> nah, I'm like, hold up. If W, listen, Disney, I'm going to need you to just. Just write that check. <laughs> write that check. Just, just go ahead. Buy up WB. Just buy them all. <laughs> buy everybody, Disney. I know you. The you the mouse. You got the money. Um, right. and then the last scene is with uh Savannah, the previous villain of the movie, end up meeting with Doctor Doctor Mind, who was the worm from the first movie, and they saying like, oh yeah, nah, we need you to go run Billy's pockets, and that's <laughs> the movie. Oh yeah, that and then also at the end of uh, Freddie and Ann are together. They they a couple fully rizzed up. All right, so to important business. So we talked about in the romance episode about people going back in time to or like being reincarnated, but they still have like their older selves. There's a there's an issue with Ann and um Freddie's relationship. Oh yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, let's talk about it. Because no. <laughs> yeah, uh Freddie, he a high school kid. Yes. I would probably say around like fifteen, maybe sixteen. Oh no, wait. he said he's a month younger than Billy. Yeah, I would say, oh wait, he's like a month younger. So he's like seventeen, sixteen if at the latest. Mm-hmm. At the earliest, depending on birthday. So mm-hmm. so so that's that, right? But then if you remember, Anne is a daughter of Atlas. So she's over 6,000 years old. But apparently that doesn't matter to either of them. The The Riz was apparent. The Freddy Riz is that strong that he can bag uh, 6,000 years. A god, so. Yeah. A whole god. I'm like. <laughs> and, then of the- course, and then of course you got Billy, who's 17 going on 18 trying to Riz up Diana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and even the mom was like, what's with my sons and an older woman? Which I will have no comment on, so let's continue. Oh, man, we're not going to talk about me. Uh, (laughs) We're not talking about me today. Moving on. Moving all the way on, but let's let's go ahead and talk. Let's talk about uh, what what we liked about the movie. Uh, I, I, I really, like, this was a legit funny movie. Like, I know with um, the Marvel movies, they can go, oh, it was a bit forced. It was was funny. And then, like, the Justice League, as you like to call it, where it's like, oh, you know, switching up the tone to be, like, funny. But, like, because there are kids that are um, superheroes, so, like, their childish nature makes sense for the characters. And seeing them, the Shazamly, like, acting in such a way. And also just, like, the part, I forgot what their, like, their nickname was. It was, like, the Disasters of Philadelphia or something. the philadelphia fiascos yes because they are just like horrible at like you know being clean with superheroes which makes sense as kids to do that so that was something that i really liked one thing that was slightly different from the first one which it makes sense because like obviously with sequels they always tend to go bigger but 
there was less heart in it. Like the part with the mom, I feel like in the first movie would have been like a recurring thing. Like in the first one, he didn't call her like in the first like 10 minutes of the movie, he didn't call her mom. He just called her by her first name. And then by the end of the movie, he called her mom. I feel like in the first movie, that would have been a plot point throughout uh, with it. So like, there was less heart in it, but there was like a lot of action. And they kind of got to the shenanigans, which I really liked. Yeah. And one thing I also like going to the part where you're talking about their childish nature is that all the adult actors who have to play the kid versions, they really did that well, especially Megan Good, who has to play like a whole six year old girl in an adult body. Um, Megan Good. Uh, hey, come <laughs> at, at your boy. Uh, just just know that my phone number is. But uh, I feel like we need to change this to the Simp City podcast. Look, this this it ain't gonna be the first time. It ain't gonna be the last. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, and then another thing is just how just kind of like how dangerous the the enemy, well the antagonists are, and and the fact like, hey, these are antagonists from actual Greek mythology, so their their whole mentality is just like, yeah, it's kind of in line with their Greek uh roots. And then loving the like all the Greek creatures that you see in there, you see a whole manacore, you see an orc, you see a fury in there. I'm like, mm. and then of course you got the Kang, Kang unicorn, <laughs> yes, doing doing the absolute most. Uh, mm-hmm. and then and finally just seeing like actual consequences for all the superheroes like action. So yes, like you see the collateral damage, you see how. Like Billy's action at the end of the first movie basically led to all of the second movie happening. Right. And then and you see like him just going like, okay, uh, I need to I basically need to uh redemption equals death this one mm. until uh until of course Bay decides to come in and and revive him. Again, Gal Dodo, if you are <laughs> watching uh Oh, <laughs> we gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait till the wait till the John Wick podcast. It's about to be bad. Oh, oh no, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. I'm I'm gonna be good with the John Wick one because that my own the only riz I'm gonna need for that one is uh my riz of guns. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna be a whole menace that one. Just oh, I mean, the it, man. But we're not talking about that. That's next week. That's next week. Yep. So anything else you got? Uh, yeah. I mean just yeah just how real the whole family was and just love seeing how mary just basically trying to uh be an adult and how she went out to a whole party and showed up showed up completely hung over i'm like yep <laughs> that's about right yeah so uh, one other thing to pull is like just like initial story of like letting others grow so learning to let others go so they can grow was a really big thing like i think that billy learning that and being like okay i recognize you freddie as like a hero okay all my other siblings like you can be your own people and it's not fair of me to keep holding on so tight so that i I think that was a big big thing to do it and i think just like with shazam it's a movie it did try to go a bit bigger than like obviously the first one because you have to but then it knew it knows what it's supposed to be so i really appreciated it for that yep yep for sure for sure um but yeah so yeah so what's next uh it was it was actually interesting because i was thinking about like we couldn't i couldn't watch this movie without the context and the shadow of hey this movie is a 
this entire DC universe is about to get rebooted after the Flash movie, but there's also like two other movies um, that are coming out that may or may not be depend on the timeline uh, this year. So it's really where do you can't, I didn't know like, okay, is Zazam going to be in the future or not? But one thing that I did see at the end, it said it's a Peter Safran uh, production or movie. And like, obviously we saw the Annabelle doll and Peter Safran is mm-hmm. either, if you want to call it two, number two or one B in the DC universe. So if he wants to save it, he can easily do that because he's right up there with um, James Gunn in the decision-making process. Yeah, yeah, he could. He could make this one like a whole separate universe that appear in the multiverse because we're in multiverse uh, version of the reality now. Mm-hmm. It could also be just where like, like he could be where like the Shazam movies are still in continuity with the new verse. Because if you think about it, in the first one, the only thing you know is that Superman appears, but you only saw him from the neck down. Mm-hmm. So easily, like that could be any Superman suit. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to Wonder Woman, I mean, if you can, uh, like that one's a bit more dicey. But hey, if you bring Baby Girl, uh, to to the new to the new reality, then there you go. Uh, but yeah, like, yeah, there's just that aspect of it as well. Um, but in terms of seeing the future of Shazam, I'm just like, it 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 could go either way. And depending on just how the box office pretty much reviews this movie. Yeah, because like, obviously, this is a movie that was made before the DC DC decision. So um, but they could have cut out the first scene with uh, the two people from Peacemaker that pulled up. So like, but the Justice Society is something that's exactly uh, explicit, not explicit, specific to Black Adam. So we know Black Adam isn't going to be anytime soon in the DC uh, well, the new DC. So it's it's going to be interesting, but I definitely want to see uh, Dr. What was the Caterpillar's name? Dr. Mind. Dr. Mind. I definitely want to see him, like, since they teased that tw- uh, twice already, but it, it'll be interesting. I, I do want to see Sazam continue. I know that Zachary Levy needs to stay off of Twitter and make the decision easier for James Gunn. I'm, I'm not even going to say nothing about that. No, but I do want to see them continue. I need to see Zachary Levi and Dwayne The Rock Johnson kind of need to... Please, please. I do not want to see Black Adam and Superman. I want to see Black Adam and Shazam. That is literally the two ops of each other. Come on. Yeah, it's like, come on. Black Adam was his villain. It's like, how can you do a super villain movie without any mention of the superhero Venom? Uh, (laughs) Yep, yep. But, I mean, and then you just going to tease us that the two of them are going to meet and they never do it. No way home. Uh, But... But I'm I'm not talking about Marvel. I'm talking DC. <laughs> but but yeah, I think it's about time. Like since we basically, you know, talked about everything, we we got everything set up. So now let's get into these awards. Mm-hmm. All right. So for our first award, one that we have been talking about extensively, it is going. It's a new one. It is called the Rizzler. So it goes to a character that displayed immaculate Riz to uh, uh, hit way above their weight class in every foreseeable way. Um, and that can go to none other than Freddie Freeman, who uh, rizzed up and from day one, um, just even as himself, he didn't do it as like his Shazam form, but just like 
to be himself, to have bravery and courage, knowing that he was going to get beat up by the bullies, to know that just like, hey, I am brave and those like displays of it throughout. And for her to like completely fall head over heels for him without even, he really didn't try that hard, to be honest with you. But yeah, you have to come up, Freddie, the Rizzler. The Rizzly Bear. <laughs> yes. Just, just get this award, sir. And I'm All taking right, notes. Nice. All right. So our next award is the the Rock Lee drops the weights. This is the moment where a character pretty much just levels up a bit and decides to just go run people's pockets. That goes to none other than Billy Batson at the end of the movie mm. when he got the staff. Because this man, he pulled it all. He decides that, all right, this for my family, this for my city. I've seen all the Fast and Furious movies, so I got to show out. And show out he did. He he beat the dragon. He beat Calypso when nobody else could. And he killed a, a whole tree. And he, he got so much rock lead that he even killed himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, so he was like, guy. Yes. <laughs> this would be a, a guy goes eight gates moment. We're renaming that award just for this. One. It's the the Mike Guy Eight Gate of Death. So yeah, so that's that's basically you know what? Suzanne, Billy, come get this award. All right, for our next one, one of my favorite awards, it's the Ceiling Money Award. So this goes to a character or an actor that pops up in a movie unexpectedly for a short period of time and absolutely steals money from it. It can go to none other than Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, who um, I don't know if she made an appearance in the dream scene, but definitely at the end where she ended up saving uh, Billy Shazam by like just giving the drop of the blood. And she was very receptive to his uh, riz, but he is uh, under underage so with that uh gal gadot wonder woman please accept this award and yes and my number is still uh if you want to if you want to come come see your boy uh but yes and then our final award is the op of the year award this goes to a person who just exudes pure idiocy pure degeneracy pure out of pocketness and just straight hatred for at least one person in particular this goes to none other than calypso lucy lou because you just decided to be an op not just to to the wizard shazam to the champions to billion no you just wanted to be an op to all of humanity mm-hmm. just because you lost your daddy lost his powers and lost their life even Haspera was not as uh as cold-blooded as you were, which goes kind of in line with your uh, Greek mythology, so I'm not even going to lie about that. But still, you kind of went out of pocket with that one. You you had went out of your way to pilot a dragon whose main thing is fear. Who you think you is, Jonathan Crane? <laughs> you think you Scarecrow? Oh, nah. Nah, Lucy Lou, Calypso. Come get this award, cause you you're just out here opping. I was literally like thinking of that award. I was like, when I was watching the movie, I was like, yeah, 
op of the year definitely deserves someone. So with that, uh, we can get into the tiers if you want to read them off. All right. So the tiers is based on a pretty legitimate theme. It's called a theory. Uh, so for the F tier, it's just an eye roll. For a D tier, it's just a childish temper tantrum. For our C tier, you're forced to sleep on the couch. For our B tier, you're actually in a bar fight. For our A tier, you got whole road rage. But then, but then for the S tier, for the top of the top, you're you're actually the Old Testament God <laughs> because you just out here with all of the anger and the fury. So yeah, so uh, what what would you give this movie? Uh, I would go like a low B tier just because like. It wasn't like special, but it was enjoyable. And that's kind of just like what I was hoping for out of the movie. It's just like it kind of hit everything it needed to like the laughing points and comedy like it hit the action was like suitable for what it was. Obviously, like with the uh, Daughters of Atlas, you couldn't really throw hands like that throughout the movie with them. And then obviously like it being like three on six, three on seven. So but it was definitely a perfectly like fine movie and give it a bar fight. Awesome, awesome. I also give it a good bar fight because it is, yeah, it's pretty serviceable. It's pretty good. Uh, does what it needs to do. Um, it, like, of course, it doesn't do anything too spectacular, nothing too out of the box to warrant the, the final two tiers. But at the end of the day, I do like both of them. I do like the Shazam movies. I like, it's just a good, fun time. Yep. And, like, it's one of those where, like, hey, I'll, uh, like I'll see see it uh pretty I'll see it like again and then uh like probably on streaming HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So right. yeah. yeah. So, so with yeah. that oh so with that we can get into our sponsor for the day. All right. So for today's sponsor, we have ourselves the Rock of Eternity Museum. If you would like to study different artifacts and different magical objects come down here to the rock of eternity museum we have everything from the seven deadly sins to the staff of atlas all the way to the door to the infinite doors room where you're capable of experiencing all types of different locations and different types of realities all headed up by the best character in your favorite movie, Shazam Fear the Gods, Steve. <laughs> Steve, he's able to write out any and all messages and answer all your questions, but please make sure to ask him what's the safest door to go through, because we are not liable if you go into the room of no oxygen. So please come visit the Rock of Eternity Museum today. Well, also, we're not reliable if you step through the green door as well. <laughs> that's something that's a, that's another day, another time. So with that, um, with that, I haven't really seen a lot of reviews. I've tried my best <laughs> to try to avoid any spoilers, which means I like for next week when we live. Well, this week when we uh, watch John Wick, I have to stay off of Instagram completely uh, because I kind of got spoiled with the Wonder Woman thing this week. And I was very upset about that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it was very, I literally got spoiled the day before, which was annoying. But with that, I have seen like kind of some up and down reviews, like all over the place, a lot of like B tier since <laughs> thanks for us. And then just like feeding off of the Ant-Man kind of feeling of it. So I just feel like superhero movies are in a weird place right now. So something I wanted to do 
one of our favorite segments is Make the Call. And with that, it's combating superhero fatigue. So as usual, me being the fallen Shinigami, I'm going to make the call to the one and only Rogue Jedi and kind of just get some advice, see how we can figure things out. All right, let, let me let me dial the number that has been used for Gal Gadot's to call him. All right. Gal Gadot, is this you? Uh, I'm sorry to let you down. It is the fallen Shinigami. All right, call me back when you're Gal Gadot. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I, I really need your help. I really need your help. So I, I've given you plenty of bags that you could be able to take her anywhere you want to. But with that, I, I think I need your help one more time. So with that uh, speaking, uh, you know, I work for Disney, work for DC, other studios. We've had a very healthy relationship. You've given some great ideas. I need your assistance one more time. All right. All right. Well, all right. We'll do that one okay. more time. Thanks. So with the resetting of just different universes, I know Marvel kind of took a PR hit in 2022 for some reason. I'm surprised we're still making bank with that with superhero movies. And then also Ant-Man, it didn't get the love I thought it would deserve. And also just with Shazam, kind of the same situation. So I'm, I'm thinking, are we dealing with superhero fatigue? And what do we do about that? Ah oh, man, I I think at this point we we are in a point of superhero fatigue. Like if you think about it, uh, like with Marvel, you guys have been going crazy with not only just the movies coming out each year, but also TV shows. And then with DC, you're also slowly getting to the TV show realm, even though you canceled like a bunch of shows uh just recently. Um, looking at you Titans, but uh but and then you're also still trying to do like whole uh movies and verses and whatnot i i think like yeah we we are definitely in the year of superhero fatigue if the oscars was anything to gauge on um and especially with a certain person getting snubbed of their oscar win that was surely deserved uh i'm just wanted to let you know that like yeah you're in a way of fatigue and how do we combat it i mean the main way is to just maybe take a year off like mm. like just one year of just nothing superhero related like yeah i know that sounds insane especially like especially considering like how much bank that each movie gets but think about it we've been on this roller coaster since 08 with iron man mm. realistically since like 1990s with uh with the x-men and then it kept going uh but it was like a case where every year didn't always have a movie that's fair that's fair like it wasn't like all right 1990 you had x-men 2000 you had like a different movie because oh one was spider-man no no wait not oh one oh two my bad my bad but uh but yeah so like it was like a two-year break in between and then you got another movie so that I know the reason why it's because people didn't think superheroes were lucrative, but think about it. Because of the fact that you waited, it gives you more chance to uh to adequately prepare. It gives you more time to like act like to prepare a game plan, and it gives and it makes your uh makes your audience hungry, if you will. Mm. Like because right now you're overfeeding them. You're like you're giving them pizza every single day for the past like 20 plus years but pizza is good right pizza's good 
until there's too much of it. Because mm. then at this point, people are going to start getting sick of pizza and they would never want to eat pizza again. So to combat this, you need to you need to just chill out on the pizza for right now. And in this case, like in, in, in this case, just superhero movies in general, like Marvel, DC, need y'all just chill out, just wait, make like just one year, just one year of just nothing. Just one year of like no activity from like superheroes, nothing like that. Cause because both of y'all got properties that can that you can easily use to substitute that in. Marvel, I mean, yeah, Marvel slash Disney, y'all got Star Wars. Y'all straight. WB, I need to look into what y'all got, but we uh, got the Lord of the Rings that we're bringing back, baby. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Y'all are bringing that back. Harry Potter. We in talks. Yeah, in theory, in theory. And wait, <laughs> don't y'all have John Wick, too? Oh, yes. Coming out next week. So get ready. Oh, yeah. So y'all, yeah, y'all said, y'all said. So just as I said, in my personal opinion, just wait at least one year, maybe two. And then come back out and just start slanging and dangling with movies. All right. So you know that we have some dates already set. Uh, we put out our calendar. You know, Comic-Con is a big event that we announce to people. So the dates might be set hard to move. How do we, is there a way that we can structure the movies that will also be different? That might help. Hmm. Okay. So I guess like a main thing of that is to go against the expectations if you know a movie is like a certain way completely flip it completely flip it around so for example if you're dealing with like something dark like a batman you may not like maybe the next move like something like the sequel to the batman maybe you don't have to go full dark for that one maybe you Mm -hmm. can do something like either light-hearted with some dark moments in there or make it a or just do something completely out of the box. Like maybe adapt somebody who hasn't been adapted before or adapt like a well-known, very famous arc, but do it pitch perfect. Mm. Like I want to like if you want to do like an arc like uh for the Batman, the killing joke. Mm, that's a difficult one in the year 2023, my friend. Look, 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 I, I understand. I understand. But but did we not? just see you the show Mm, that's 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 fair and then i know you i know you see like how joker 2 is apparently going to be a musical like that's a way to be out the box Mm -hmm. just just don't do the same thing every time do something different each time and and make or or another thing is you make a movie but have the superhero elements be secondary. So make it like all about this one thing, but then like, and then the superheroing is just in the background. That's like Spider-Man two almost. Yes. Like Spider-Man two, like Ghost Rider spirits of vengeance, even though that was a terrible movie, like the direction of it was horrible, but the but the premise of it, because you don't see Ghost Rider for a good number of the movie. So that way when you did, but yeah, so like have it to where the superheroes like not really superheroing, but dealing with normal everyday stuff. That works. That works. So uh thanks a lot for just your help. For your consulting fee, which island do you want for your date? 
um, we can we can buy that for you. I'll talk to Peter and Kevin to get that set up. All right. So for my uh for my private island, right? I want it. You no, know, I want all Madagascar. Okay, okay. I think that would be a good place to go. And then and then have James Gunn call up Gal Gadot for me. Uh, send her my information. In fact, uh, and then have him also call up Megan Good as well. Uh, I I need both of their information. Send me all the contact info, and then I'll be back with y'all eventually. We'll talk. We'll talk. Thanks for your help again. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that, we I think we are completely on the same wavelength with that because I was thinking what you need to do is like take a year off. Uh, I know it can't happen. Like just if we're sticking with DC, what's next? Literally this year, it's the Flash movie, which comes out June, July. Um, then we have Blue Beetle, which is August. And then we have uh, Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom. And we don't know if any of those movies are going to be in the new DC like universe or if any of those characters are going to be in the new DC universe. So that's no, The Flash is basically what's going to start the new. Right. Movie. That's it. Yeah, but we don't even know because I know like in the first Flash trailer, not the one that came out during the Super Bowl, there were other Flash characters in there. Um, Like I believe a Wally West. And then I know there was a female Flash as well. And like the original teaser trailer. Um, And then in this one, the new trailer that came out, it's like two berries. So that's going to be very interesting to see. I know they were like they wanted to do reshoots during the craziness that happened. So I don't really know what to expect from that movie. But you're completely right. So if we stick with just DC and the MCU um, going from like 08 to now, that is a minimum of like 30 movies, 30 to 40 movies just between those two. But then if you go back to 2000, then that's about maybe 50 movies, like 50 to 60. And then if like just with, um, yeah, if you add like the X-Men, which is Fox that now got bought out and then Sony and then Sony and uh, Fox, those movies are either terrible, excellent or meh. Like there is no like, oh, it's decent. It's literally like that. And then if you keep going, then you have like you mentioned the TV shows. So if you want to I wasn't even thinking like the CW universe at first, but we have Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, other ones that came out. And then if you like uh, think about the Netflix series, then the also the MCU on Disney Plus, and then also um, uh, what is it? The one that used to Inhumans, and then also Agents of Shield. Like that is like over a hundred s projects that we've had to like kind of watch in like the past twenty years or so. And it's like oh, it's just a lot, you know? Yeah, yeah. As it, it's a, it's a bunch, and in order to like get all like the full experience of the movies like you have to go so far back and start at like a certain point and you have to try to catch up and if you're trying to do it with tv shows as well it's just like nah too much yeah it's too much at this time that's that's the same problem that they had in the comics which is why like the ultimate marvel exists in the first place try to have a new beginning with no uh previous baggage Mm mm-hmm yeah so with that yeah i definitely would love them to take a break but obviously like we do a podcast and we we need well not we need we can we're creative people but we use this content their content to create our content so just with that it kind of builds off like that so it is what it is uh so moving forward we are going to get into our woman creator of the week all right so for my woman creator of the week it's the one and only abigail mendoza she's 
an amazing like podcaster. Uh, she's a member of the KLC Press. Uh, and it says she's a podcaster. She she's part of the Ghost Spider Groupies, which is all about everything considering uh Spider Gwen and of the Earth sixty five. Just every, and her entire podcast is based on that and just based on. Her. Like her experiences and whatnot, and she's an amazing friend of mine. Uh, like we, like we're one of the core, four corpsmen of the uh, of the KLC press. So, so yeah, of course I had to shout her out, shout out her channel. You can find Ghost Spider Groupies on all uh podcast platforms, and and then hey, we're also starting up a podcast together called the uh, called the the Vanish Podcast. So hey. There you go. Is that a guess for across the Spider Verse? Um, maybe, maybe. All right. Yeah. So with that, now we can get into our recommendations and plugs. So some quick uh, housekeeping for what's kind of moving forward. So uh, next week we are going to do our John Wick Chapter Four um, movie review. That's going to be kind of heavy now, just considering what we talked about earlier in the movie. So we'll try to keep it as light as possible, but. Yeah, definitely. Uh, again, rest in peace uh, to Lance Reddick. Then we have our OVA. It might be another mailbag. If you want to send in mailbag questions, we can, but we're going to have like just, we're just really going to have fun with that episode. And then to wrap up season two, we're going to have our Super Mario's uh, Brothers movie review. So any yeah. recommendations you got? All right. So my main recommendation is, is of course, you go watch Shazam as well as Shazam 2. Uh, Shazam can also be found on HBO Max. And if you want to see like other like Shazam level properties, there's Batman Superman Public Enemies, which features Black Adam in there. So if you want to watch uh, more Shazam content, there's the Justice League Unlimited episode called Clash. It's a episode. Well, it's the only episode where Shazam then called Captain Marvel, which is actually referenced in the Shazam Fury of the Gods movie, featured prominently. A uh, Young Justice also has Shazam featured in there pretty regularly. And then there's the DC animated movies universe, you know, that starts with a uh, Flashpoint Paradox all the way through to Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, in which Shazam is featured prominently in all of them. As he's a founding member of the Justice League in that movie, uh, in that movie verse. So if you want to watch uh, more of him, just watch those movies. Okay. Again, everything I mentioned is all on HBO Max because DC. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you kind of covered everything. If you want to watch Black Adam, that's another one to kind of uh, catch you up with Justice Society. And then also another thing is Peacemaker, just so you can understand the uh, the two characters at the end. So with that, we can get into our plugs. All right, so for our plugs, we have ourselves our Instagram and our Twitter, which is Blurred City Twenty Two, and come give us a like and a follow. We have ourselves our YouTube and our Patreon, which is under Blurred City Pod, which is probably one of the platforms you're listening this on. With the Patreon, just give us a few extra chatter, a few extra bucks, and then you get to see some hey, some exclusive episodes that have not been seen before or since. <laughs> And then, of course, we have ourselves our uh, our email, which is blurredcity22 at gmail.com, where you can submit uh, your questions for any OVA or mailbag episodes. We can submit uh, like your random fan theories, geek out freakouts, and all of the sundry things and suggestions for episodes. 
And then we have our Discord, which is linked in our Instagram. And that's where, hey, you can join the fine community of memes, announcements, and all that good jazz. And then finally, I have my TikTok page, which is under the Rogue Jedi 21, where I post pretty out-of-pocket content. Of course, I kind of have been on a break myself on that, but hey, I am coming back with a vengeance. <laughs> so what about you? Yes, for my individual author pages, you can catch me at on Twitter at the mad dash 16 for my instagram mitri underscore dash and if you want to check out my book phantom pains the most regular tale that is available on amazon my uh my sequel uh first draft is almost complete i am hoping to have that by late this year early next year so yeah now we can just leave y'all some words of encouragement all right so my main words of encouragement is that sometimes if you love them let them go because it's it's not a good thing. It's actually a very toxic thing to keep what you love just trapped and uh and just stay with you the entire time. Because as people, we're social uh beings, so we do need interactions not just with one person but with multiple people. So just don't feel like hey, if this person's going to go hang out with them, then they're abandoning me, because that's a symptom of just abandonment issues and insecurities. And and if so, like, hey, go talk with somebody about it. And that's all I have for that. Yep. And that's just perfect to perfectly end up the podcast. So what I'll say just in light of everything is it may not be goodbye forever, but it, we'll just say it's goodbye for now. And that's the Blair City Podcast. See you later with Ultimate Rias.